Welcome to the Dumbweebs Podcast. I am your host, VLORGTZ, and with me I have my fellow weebs, Laser Kid and Allison. Yay, wait, where's the other people? Oh, I probably killed them all, never mind. Yeah, they're in the dark abyss, never to be seen again. I throw them into the portal. Laser was spared this week. Laser, how does that make you feel? Sad because my buddy is dead, but happy because I'm not. Yay! Yay! And guess what your reward is? Well, what's my reward? You get to talk about the Slayer's Light Novels. Huzzah! That makes me happy. That's one of my favorite franchises of all time. Yeah, same here. So we're going to be talking about the J-Novel Club release of Slayer's Volume 1. For those who don't know, Slayer's is kind of like one of the huge 90s light novel series that a lot of people really love. It had a very popular anime back in the day. And I think all of us are like at least somewhat decent fans of it. Like I grew up watching it. I know Laser watched a ton of it. Allison, you've also seen quite a bit of it too, right? Uh, I think so. Just been a while. Yeah, I mean, it's been around for quite a while. All I know is that the lady who voices Jesse is in it, but that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of uh, Pokemon voice actors in the Slayer's dub. I remember that, like, very uh, fondly. Oh, I was talking about the sub version. Oh, like, in the sub version, too? Yeah, the lady who voices... Interesting comparison. I didn't know that, either. Oh, wait, is, is it Megumi Hayashibara? Yeah. Megumi Hayashibara is Lena, yeah. Yeah, that's, okay, yeah, that yeah, that's so. the lady who voices Jesse. Japanese. English, it's Lisa Ortiz. Yeah, who also works on Pokemon. She's like a uh-huh. ADR director for Pokemon now. And yeah. Gowry is voiced by Eric Stewart, aka English Brock. Yup. Yeah, too bad the Pokemon dub sucks now. Yeah, well that is a discussion for another time. I think before we actually go into talking about the novel itself, uh, since we all have like a decent history with Slayers, I think we should talk about how we got into it. So... Laser, being the grandpa of this podcast, why don't you go first? Yeah, like he's on. The story's gonna be the, the, the old anime introduction, so I first started hearing about Slayers before I had a DVD player. That should tell you how old, old this is for me. Oh, um, my buddy, uh, Jason, uh, you guys might know him as Noel from some of the other stuff that we've done on this, with friends for games and stuff. He was really into Slayers, and uh, I've been up... I was acutely aware of it back in uh, the v- more in like the, the late '90s because he'd make references to it and stuff. And when I uh, ended up with a DVD player and a part-time job in 2002, it was one of the first anime series I ever bought. I think the only thing that predates it on DVD for me would be Dragon Ball Z and Kenshin, and then yeah, Slayers. And uh, oh man, I bought season one. And by the time I finished season one, I saved up enough money. I just bought season two and three back to back and watched them because I just got so just engrossed in Slayers at that point. And uh, about 10, 12-ish years later, they came out with a new season, which is now 10 years ago. Uh, They had a new season, and I was like, go bouncing for joy because I loved Slayers. And then a couple years after that, Light Novels started appearing in English. Uh, translated by Tokyo Pop at the time, and I picked those up as well. Um, although I was late to that party, but I got what I could as Tokyo Pop died, and now it's back yet again. So it, it's it's the it's the series that keeps on giving to me. Yeah, so like you you've been with the franchise quite a while then. 
18 years experiencing and older knowing about it. That's like, dang. Did you not realize it was that old for me? Wow. No, I'm just thinking like 18 years compared to like my age. <laughs> and I'm just like, huh, that, that's like most of my life. Yeah. Uh, I, I was like 21 when uh, when I bought that, so I am old. God laser. Oh, geez, son. The yeah. boomer of the anime community. There's a couple of us still here, but a lot of my friends that were into anime when I was getting an anime have since left. It makes me sad. Well, I'm sorry for your loss. Yeah, I mean, that, that's bound to happen. Yeah, for some reason, it's, I've never jumped off, but a lot of people did. Oh, are they still alive? They're alive, they're just not really in anime anymore. Oh, they still like cool. a lot of stuff from back in the day. They just oh, and, cool. I, and I will admit, it's a different landscape entirely. Oh yeah, it's a completely different beast now. Well, how different is it? I mean, we have streaming... No one's going to a dark alley to trade VHS tapes. We are no longer looking for the one Suncoast video in the good mall that has about five VHS tapes of anime that you can buy. V-Lord, what's the Suncoast? It, it used to be a very popular like video store that stocked a lot of anime, and when it shut down, it kind of screwed over the entire industry. It kind of did. Oh, I must have not been... They were also kings of overcharging... If you found it somewhere else for like twenty bucks, they charge a thirty-five. Of course. I guess I wasn't alive for that generation. I mean, they went down like two thousand six, two thousand seven, somewhere around there. Maybe oh eight. Maybe I was alive, but knee deep into Pokemon before not knowing what it even was. I mean, by the time they died, they were kind of replaced by online purchasing at that point. Yeah, I don't think we had, like, a Suncoast in Minnesota, but, like, Blockbuster and, like, Hollywood Video kind of, like, filled the same niche over here. And, yeah, like, when those shut down, like, a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, like, the anime, like, easy access to kind of more niche stuff kind of went out the window. Oh, yeah, my Blockbuster in the mid-90s had all the fun anime. Um, I had that before I had a Suncoast. You may also have known the company as Sam Goody or Media Play. Yeah, I do, like, recognize those names. I know. Yeah. But yeah, Allison, uh, how did you get into Slayers? I, I didn't see it on TV, I didn't see it on the stream, and just, like, saw it everywhere. So, I watched an episode of it, thought it was okay, didn't really pay much attention to the rest of it, and then V-Lord's like, hey, we should read this for the podcast, and I'm like, okay. And then I read book one for the podcast. Huh. So do you remember, like, how far you got into Slayers before, like, you stopped? No, it was a long time ago. In the Dark Ages, when the weebs roamed the Earth. Very uh, slowly. I can tell you it was, like, on the internet somewhere, but I forget where. And I watched an episode of it, thought it was okay. Then just like, oh, hey, there's other stuff I can watch. Then forgot about it. Hmm. Fair enough. It disappeared into the backlog. However, I do stay an orphan, which is, like, the brother of Slayers in a weird way. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. they're by the same publisher, and they even have a uh, crossover novel, uh, Slayers vs. Orphan, um, which I hope gets picked up at some point, because that sounds like a really fun uh, crossover story. I would totally love to read that. Yeah, like, it's co-written by uh, both creators, and, like, I-, I have no idea what actually happens in the book. I don't know if, like, Lena and Orphan actually fight or something, but... It sounds cool. Knowing their personalities, they fight real quick, figure out something's up, and then team up. Probably. Typical crossover logic also, but 
it's also totally them. Like Lena would just be like, "Oh, hey, you're in the way, fireball." Oh, hey, or for hey, you're in the way, fireball. <laughs> Uh, yeah uh, yeah i guess i should uh, go into how i got into slayers so i got introduced to it pretty late in the game um around like 2005 or 2006 funimation uh teamed up with like this like very small like television network called colors tv and they had like a mini funimation block on there and that had like shows like yu hawk show uh case closed baki but uh they also had slayers and that was kind of my first exposure to Slayers. Like, I kind of peeked in on an episode, and I think, like, the episode I first watched was uh, the one where Rezo turned into Shabernigdo. Oh, man, that's that's one to start. And, oh, hey, here's the plot twist. <laughs> yeah, because at first I was like, oh, God, I'm, I'm kind of confused here. Who's this Rezo guy? And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess he's this red monster. Cool. Uh, I'm sold. Give me more. And uh, so I just kept watching it on uh, the Funimation block um, for just quite a while until like I ended up watching like all of kind of the first series of Slayers. And for the longest time, I thought that was all there was of Slayers. Like I hadn't heard of like uh, Slayers Next or Slayers Try. So like um, I think it was probably like a few months after I finished the original Slayers, I found slayers next online i'm like wait what there's a sequel to slayers oh my god i gotta watch this and uh yeah so i just kind of binged all of slayers and uh when funimation uh re-released it on uh, dvd i bought all of those and i still have those in my like my anime collection and yeah just become one of those shows that i kind of just revisit a lot from time to time just because it holds up surprisingly well like You'd think, like, for a show like Slayers, it would kind of show a lot of its age, but a lot of the humor and a lot of the just characters are still so fun, especially Lena. Like, Lena is just such a great protagonist and a great female protagonist, too, that has, like, a lot of, like, legitimate agency, which is kind of refreshing to see, especially with so many male-dominated, like, uh, fantasy stories that we get. Fantastic character who's unlike any other that I really know, too, because she's not all the way one direction or the other. She's not all the way, I'm the hero who loves everyone. She's also not the, oh, I hate everyone. I'm out for myself. She's kind of somewhere in the middle that makes her really interesting. Yeah, like I wouldn't go as far to call her like an anti hero or anything, but she's no. definitely kind of in this like morally gray area where like she's like a good person, quote unquote, but like she's not gonna like cure cancer or anything like she's like she's like sticking out for herself and of like she can help someone else while still doing that she'll do it so like it's an interesting character dynamic it it seems to be like she'll she'll help out if it's something where it's like oh if i don't help out this is gonna be really bad (laughs) yeah exactly it's like oh um if i don't help out this person i'll probably get screwed up in like the future or something (laughs) So yeah, I, I just kind of really like kind of latched onto her character and like the entire cast is just great. I mean, Gowry, Zogadis, Amelia, Zelos. I mean, they're, there's they're, my they're favorite also character good. right there. <laughs> so yeah, it's definitely like by far one of my favorite anime. And uh, after I got like really into it, I also like ended up collecting the light novels too. Um, that high quality old Tokyo pop release. 
Because everyone loves Tokyo Pop. The, the best Tokyo publisher. Pop is the best publisher. Those high quality translations. Oh, man. Ha- having to compare that against this, this is definitely way better. Even though I haven't done a direct direct, I didn't. I never got volume one from Tokyo Pop. Yeah, I mean, like, there are quite a there are like quite a few like minor changes here and there, but like just the overall prose and just kind of like dialogue sounds so much better in this version. Lena is a lot more expressive here. Like, she, even in the Tokyo Pop novel, she she was expressive, but it was a little less. A lot less flair, I'd say. Yeah, and I think, like, the translation this time around, like, I'm no translation expert, obviously, but, like, it definitely feels like they're conveying a lot of the emotions and, like, tone of Kanzaka's writing a lot better now, which, like, that's what I expect from a J-Novel release. J-Novel always has done high-quality releases of, like, all their, like, novels. Um, So it's interesting comparing it to, like, a more kind of, like, uh, mediocre release, like the Tokyo Pop one. Like, cause the Tokyo Pop one, like, when it was the only option, it's kind of like you just are satisfied with what you get. But now that you got like the pristine quality, the best of the best, you're just like, man, I can't go back. Like, I I can't imagine myself rereading my Tokyo Pop books anymore. I'm, I'm afraid to go back to to those. Um, and I'm most like, you know what? I'm just gonna wait for more. I'm just gonna wait for more here. Yeah, I mean, it's also good because like J Novel's releasing uh slayers pretty fast for a light novel series like uh their chapter releases like if you're a j novel subscriber come out weekly um and the volumes are coming out like every other month at least until uh they get to the new content because if i recall like the translator and the editor for the j novel release are big slayers fans and they kind of are just as excited to get to that new content as everyone else so they're trying to go through it as like fast as possible like while maintaining quality, which is, like, really cool to see. Definitely. But yeah, I guess, like, we might as well get into the actual novel itself here. So, um, I guess, like, a brief little description of Slayers, um, even though we've already talked about it a fair bit already, it's about a, a young sorceress named Lena Inverse, um, who likes to get into a fair bit of trouble. And Lena, she she loves treasure and everything, and one day she decides to raid a group of bandits and uh, steal a lot of loot. And now she's being hunted by a group of people, and uh, they're they're causing her a lot of trouble. And that's when she runs into a swordsman named Gallery, who is a uh, a bit of a goof, but he's a really good swordsman. And they are kind of just now stuck together and on a wild adventure. Yeah, Gary is a little smarter in the books than in the show, for anyone that's seen the show but not read the books, but only a little. Only a slight, like, bit more. Like, if, uh, if anime Gallery is, like, a 5 out of 10 on intelligence, like, light novel Gallery is probably, like, a 6 out of 10. <laughs> to agree with that. <laughs> uh, but he's delightfully entertaining and sincere in like everything he does he really is and i think that's one of the really charming parts about slayers is that like every character kind of has this kind of quirkiness to them like yeah gallery's kind of dumb but like he's also just really nice and lighthearted. like he's always kind of like happy and like he wants to help people um he's he just is a bit of an idiot you just gotta overlook his flaws 
I, I do love how long it takes him to realize, like, Lena's a sorceress. Yeah. Because he's just like, oh, are, are you a little girl? Where's your mommy or daddy? Oh, gosh. My, my, my favorite thing that Gary does in this book, um, which is probably one of my favorites in season one as well, is he's just like, aha, demon guy, I have this sword. I have this needle. Do you know what that means? And the demon's just like, what? And it's like, Gary. Yes, you know this use is used to unlock your sword. Why would it know that? He's got to build up the suspense. But no, I, I love that scene too, because it's like, when, when you first look at it, it's like, okay, what the heck is Gowry doing here? He's got a needle. In, in, in the book, I really, because he doesn't quite go there in the anime. In the anime, he's just kind of yeah. mocking him in general. But he's just like, what are you going to do? Poke me? And I'm just like, you're reading my mind from 12 years ago. Stop it. <laughs> It's also funny that Gallery, of all people, is the one who has the Sword of Light. Like, you would not expect him to have this all-powerful weapon. He's like the most unassuming guy. It's just like, oh yeah, I have this legendary weapon. Oh, yeah, okay. It's just a family heirloom, no big deal. And, like, the delivery on when, like, Lena learns about, like, Gallery having the sword, and, like, uh... Araizumi draws like a manga style panel for it where like Lena's running up to Gowry and being like, Gowry! And Gowry's like, Lena! And then Lena's just like, hey, give me that sword. <laughs> so, so classic Lena, I swear to God. Ugh, you, you gotta go after those valuable items. I definitely enjoyed the book better when it came to some of the plot beats. Um, particularly for so goddess because in the anime it's like oh he's both my father and my grandfather i'm like that's weird and creepy and here it's like oh he's my father or my grandfather i'm like oh okay that makes more sense yeah they're a lot more i think vague about like uh rezo and cell goddesses like relationship in the novel like they ex essentially kind of just bring it down to like yeah rezo is like one of my ancestors because like it's implied like rezo's been alive for like hundreds of years yeah and he's he's just like doing his thing so there, there there are little bits and pieces here that i did actually like better in the book but if i'm being honest i kind of think the anime filled it out better the anime definitely flashed things out a lot more cleanly um and they kind of explained this too in like the afterword of the book where it like it essentially like Kanzaka wrote this for like a uh, novelist contest prior to serialization. So like he was essentially trying to make a self-contained story that like he necessarily wasn't going to uh, build up upon. So like there wasn't necessarily going to be more of Slayers after this, but because this novel was so well received, it got like a full serialization to continue. And when I think about it from that perspective. A lot of kind of the rushing, especially in the final chapter, makes more sense. Oh, yeah. Because, like, it feels like they uh, beat, like, the set of minions that Rezo sends after them. Then Rezo just shows up, turns into Shabernigdo, and then uh, we just go into the end game right away. There's very little breathing room. I definitely noticed that. Even with, you know, oh, hey, I'm kidnapped. Oh, hey. No, I'm being free by Zelgadis. That went by real fast, too. Yeah, it's like, Zelgadis, like, gut punches Lena, she's captured, and then, like, within a few pages, like, she's escaping with Zelgadis. Yeah, it, it, none of it was bad. I actually did enjoy reading this, um, especially because I've actually never read this before. Um, I, I actually never had the first uh, 
Tokyo Pop. I think I mentioned that already, but it's been interesting to make comparisons. And they're, they're, some of the jokes made more sense. I never quite understood the joke of Le- Lena saying koala when she hit a tree in the anime. In the book, it's like, oh yeah, I grasped it and I couldn't help but say koala. I'm like, oh, now it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, huh, I guess uh, Lena wants to be a koala now. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that that was really funny because <laughs> like, didn't Zogatis just like chuck her at a tree or something? He chucked her at Rezo. She ch- he chucked her at Rezo, missed, and she ended up hitting a tree. God, that's funny. <laughs> that's Slayers for you. Um, I do always generally feel like the books are slightly less silly than the show, but they're still pretty. It's still pretty silly. Yeah, I mean, I think part of the humor of the anime came from also the animation. So, like, yeah. when you take that factor out, like, it, a lot of the more visual gags are kind of lost. But I think a lot of the humor that, like, the anime kind of built upon is still here. Like, especially just Lena's commentary in general. Like, oh, yeah. she's so snarky. She is a, a delight to read. Just it's always hilarious. So it's just like, yeah, I know, I shouldn't have done that, but I have my reasons. Okay, Lena. Yeah, like, God, like, the personality that Lena brings to just, like, telling the story is just so nice. Like, yeah, there are, like, other first-person light novels out there, but I don't think I've read one that really has this much personality to it from, like, the outset. So it it was kind of really nice. The only thing that I think I really had problems with in the book, besides, like, the pacing, was, like, the a certain joke when Lena's captured... Which that legitimately shocked me because it's not like that in the anime at all. Yeah, so in the anime and even in Tokyo Pop's uh, translation of the light novels, they changed uh, the fish guy. Unsa. Yeah, him. He, he's trying to kiss Lena in those versions where here, like, Zolf and everyone is like joking about uh, raping Lena, which um, does not hold up well. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think a lot of jokes from the 80s don't really hold back now, or whenever I mean, I, I, I will admit the punchline was mildly amusing, but the setup was just really awkward. And yeah, like, I, I remember the punchline from the anime, and I, there it's kind of funny, because, like, yeah, it's more harmless. Here, though, it's like, uh, I, I could do without this. And I don't blame J-Novel for keeping it the original intention because like no, i that's... would much rather have that and judge it objectively for myself yeah i i don't want to change what's already been done and just because we're translating it uh but it is still something worth remarking on yeah and i think like it's it's kind of a shame because especially i feel slayers does a good job of showing that lena has a lot of agency and she can very much stand up for herself so kind of having those types of jokes at her expense is a bit kind of detrimental, I feel. And I, I do I don't think he makes any types of jokes like this later. Or at least I hope he didn't. I don't remember kiss jokes later, so yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, so hopefully it's just kind of a one-off thing. Um and I, I don't think it detracts that much from the book anyways, because like it, it kind of goes by pretty fast. It's kind of one of those things where it's just kind of a bad taste in your mouth, and then you're on to like the next gag. Yeah, it's one of those things where I also don't. I don't actually feel like Lena was the butt of the joke. I think Noonso was the butt of the joke. So it's it's still not my favorite thing that happened, mainly because I wasn't expecting it at all. But it's not like oh god, they're glorifying. No, that's that's not what's going on here. Still awkward as heck though. Yeah, 
But yeah, I guess like another thing that uh, I was surprised about in this novel was that the lore of the Slayers universe actually makes sense. I didn't think it was possible, guys. All of this stuff was stuff I already knew, but I wasn't expecting it so early. Yeah, I mean, I it's all stuff that's explained in the anime, but I don't think it's explained very well in the anime. It's probably not. I just tend to pick up on these things. Yeah, like a lot of it's kind of info dumped, I think, near uh, near like kind of the midway point of Slayer's Next. While here, like, it's very clear that Kanzaka is building it up for a bigger thing or like later on. Oh, yeah. Like, next does a lot, and actually, so the, 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 uh, a lot of it comes in try, actually, which is funny because that's like the one that's not even trying to adapt to anything. Yeah, that's also kind of amusing. But now, like, it's like, uh, like they talked about the conflict between Shabernigdo and, uh, Seyfied. And as well as, like, the spawns of Seifi that are now in, like, all the different, like, uh, parts of the world. And, like, how Shibernado's now been split up into, like, seven pieces. And how one of them was actually revived at one point. It is now in kind of a stasis. Which is, I think, one detail that I completely forgot about. It's that, like, this wasn't the first time Shibernado has been revived. Like, this is technically the second it's time. Leg- I think it's, like, one line mentioned in the anime. It's definitely focused on in, th- in the later books that I read. I remember that much. Yeah, it is. And, yeah, I think, like, the other thing is also mentioned, like, Lay Magnus, who also becomes important later on. It's so, like, they're setting up, like, a lot of uh, important parts of the world that I don't think, considering Kanzaka originally intended this to be a standalone story, he might not have really uh, thought too much through yet at this point but like the fact that the groundwork is still here is really impressive i wonder if it's the sort of thing he added when he went back to edit it because the the afterward does talk about how he went back and tried to clean it up a little bit and i wonder if that's what a lot of what he added yeah that's actually a good point yeah I, i would actually be curious to like find like a list of changes on like what's different about like the original version and like the revised version because uh, for people who don't know, the version that Jane Alvo is releasing is based off a, uh, I believe, 2008 version of Slayers that Kanzaka and Katakawa uh, re-released. So, like, um, to fix some of the inconsistencies, he went back and slightly rewrote parts of it so that it all, like, kind of fits together properly. But yeah, it, it was really cool to see, like, all this stuff that, like, we know is important later on to really, like have a foundation. It's definitely fun to see it at the earliest that we'll see in English, probably. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. Knowing where it goes in both book form, at least to a point, and all of it in anime form, it's really interesting to see where things get started, things kind of are in a proto-stage, and yet it's still imminently familiar, familiar. Like, it feels like right at home. Yeah, for sure. The other, the other uh, thing I wanted to mention is that, like, um... Lena never uses the dragon slave in this novel. The only one who, the only person who actually uses it is Zolf. In a very, very sad moment. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because that's like Lena's trademark attack in the anime. In, in in the books, she uses it a lot less. In the books, she uses it considerably less than in the anime. In the anime, it's oh, I turn around, dragon slave. <laughs> 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 Which I guess kind of makes sense when you think about it, because the dragon slave is supposed to be like kind of a last ditch effort technique. I mean, it it's still acted treated like that's what it's supposed to be, 
but Lena can use it easily, so she just does. But even when she does, like, and nukes whole towns and shit, like, it, it's still definitely an overpowered spell. Yeah, no, no big deal, just an entire town's destroyed. Yeah, hey, I, I, I got the dragon, I killed the dragon, oh, hey, the entire town is... That was interesting that that was not even in the book at all, I, I was surprised about that. Yeah, and I think, like, it, it's kind of good that the anime did add that breathing room and expand things, because, like, I think it did help us get more attached to the characters in the anime. Like, I think if, like, this were to get adapted, like, verbatim as it is... It would still be good, but I don't know if Slayers would be as easily um, lovable as it was back in, like, the early 2000s, early, uh, late 90s. I agree with that. Like, I feel like the anime definitely, at least here in the West, definitely spearheaded everything. Yeah, definitely. The other thing I wanted to bring up was that Shabernigdo looks completely different in the novels. It's just like a dude with a mask instead of this hulking demon monstrosity thing. Yeah, it's, like, literally just a Rezo's, like, skull and ruby eye. Like, it's a lot more humanoid. Like, it's supposed to be just, like, Rezo's size, just, like, more demonic. While in, like, the anime, it's, like, this big, giant monster. Yeah, I do remember reading the book earlier this week and going, that's not what I remember Rezo looking like. Like, there's even a little drawing and everything. It's like, uh, uh, that's not what I remember. Interesting. Yeah, I guess, like, uh, the anime wanted to make Shabernigdo look a bit more uh, formidable. I wonder if some of that was also, like, retro continuity for the books also, because at least up to that point, it was following the books pretty one-to-one. Until right after, where it's like, you know what, let's put Amelia in early, because everyone likes Amelia. Everyone loves Amelia tonight at five. Oh my god. Even though she's incredibly obnoxious when first introduced. We need to fight for justice, Lena. So I'm going to arrest you. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I do I do got to praise uh, Rui Araizumi's uh, artwork for this novel, too. Because, like, the few illustrations that are in here are really well done. Like, I really love the one of the Giga Slave Blade slashing into Shabernigdo. It's a very fun moment. I definitely enjoyed seeing that. And... It was always good to see those art, um, artistic uh, splashes come up. It was like, oh, hey, it's kind of like a finding a, mo- a nice moment in the middle of, of, of all the text, which is not bad either, but it's kind of a popping moment. Yeah, it's always nice to like, get into an illustration in a novel, um, especially light novels, because like, you're, you're just kind of reading all this text and you're like, oh, a page break where I get to just look at this pretty artwork. I especially love that in, like, say, like, ReZero, where you're just reading, like, depression, 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 and it's like, oh, pretty picture. That also has depression. Oh, no. Yeah. Ooh, what's this cute little rabbit here? I couldn't take that seriously, but that's me. <laughs> uh, neither, could, neither could J-Mac, by the way, when I showed it to him. He had the exact same reaction I did. I mean, it's so ridiculous that I, I don't blame him. Well, the both of us just couldn't help the Monty Python reference. It, 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 if not for Monty Python and the Holy Grail, I would probably have taken it a lot more seriously. Uh, fair enough. I guess, like, the only other thing I can really think of to talk about is uh, Rezo himself. Like, I don't feel they went as, like, into his backstory in this novel. It's very lightly hinted at, oh, I want to see... But his personality is a lot less there. Even the, oh, hey, I'm going to help at the last second because I want the world to live moment. 
is nowhere near as developed. He's not even really a character. He's more of a plot device. Like, I, I think he's still, like, a character. Like, I do like the little tidbits of story we do get about him, but I do wish there was more. There are hints. There are definitely hints. If anything, what I do get from him more respect for is Zelgadis's character. Because, like, it's not. It's also not as, as in-depth as the anime, but, like, you still get a lot more exploration of him, especially because he does start out in that more antagonistic role and then shifts over. You kind of see, like, his relationships between his, like, allies, um, his subordinates, like, Zolf and, uh, and Rodimus. Um, but also just him, like, actually acknowledging that, like, hey, Rezo, we, we both know this is not the path you want to go off of. And, like, I feel that's also kind of a reflection of him kind of realizing, like, hey, maybe revenge is not actually what I wanted to do. Like, is that going to actually make me satisfied? Which... I thought that was pretty well done for, like, as short as this was. As short as this was, certainly. I also feel I get those vibes more out of the anime than the book, but I get what you're saying. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, I think, like, just to sum it up here comparison-wise, I think the anime kind of does almost everything better except for explaining the lore. Does explain the lore as well, and some of the jokes land better in the book, I will say. Yeah. So yeah, I think like as an entry point, the anime kind of improved a lot, but I, I can still see a lot of what made that like adaptation so good still like in this original novel. And I can definitely see how this took off. Like, I feel like if I had never experienced the anime and this is just my first introduction, I'd be dying for more. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's it's all right. Like, if you want something not meaty, it's good. Maybe. Don't worry, it'll get there. It'll get there, you just gotta wait a while. I'm glad that it's kind of a lighter read, though, because, like, there are so many light novels out there that are super dense. Especially nowadays, like, if you look at, like, say, Overlord or ReZero, where, like, there's a lot of, like, very, very intricate text. Inter- very interesting text, too, but it's, like, super, super, like, like meaty. Oh, yeah, this was a very easy read. Yeah, having, like, an easier read is a lot more refreshing, and... I mean, Naruto's stuff, then. That guy doesn't waste time on shit. I mean, Naruto, even, I think, like, he's also more detailed than even this. I guess so. But, like, uh, you know, this is this was, like, alright. I'm just saying, like, maybe, like, unless you really love Slayers by it, but, like, if you want something that's, like, maybe a little bit more interesting at first rent it or at least wait until the other volumes come out so you can just read a whole bunch at once because yeah i mean like i'm not not sure like if you had never like uh watched or watched slayers at all i'm not sure if this volume would necessarily sell someone on slayers but i think as an entry point into light novels itself it's a pretty easy uh low barrier just because of how uh short and easy of a read it is yeah, I mean, like, it's, if you want something easy to read, it's good, but, like, there's also hella other light novels out there, too. Oh, yeah, I- I'm not gonna deny that. There there are plenty of options out there. Like, I mean... That's definitely true, although I will say Slayers, especially okay, at but this I- point, is a popular franchise where people I- will be interested to jump in. Yeah, yeah, I-, I-, I get that. I'm just saying, like, don't go into this thinking it's going to be amazing, blow your minds off. It's just like... No, I agree. It's just generic slock. If you want something deep, I don't know, go read ReZero or Galactic Heroes. 
I mean, I wouldn't call it generic slock, but like that much. But I get what you're trying to get at. It's not. It's nowhere near as complex as the things you're mentioning, and it's not going to be world revolutionizing. Oh my god, my brain is blown. You're not going to really get that. It's going to be like, a fun. Yeah, it's just going to be something you read in the Hawa other anime before this. Like, yeah, I, I, uh, I mean, but uh, when you think about it, like Slayers is kind of the founding father to a lot of these ideas like people like talk about the very like different like light novel booms um in both like japan and the u.s and there's like sao haruhi and then slayers like slayers is one of those kind of pillars and so yeah there's been a lot of kind of reiterations of slayers ideas but i think the fact that slayers kind of uh created a lot of those ideas and kind of the personality of slayers is what keeps it relevant I, I know, I'm just, like, warning people that are thinking this is going to be amazing. Like, don't go read Volume 1 thinking it's going to be amazing right from the get-go. Oh, yeah, th- th- this isn't going to be Kizumonogatari. You're, you're not going to get galaxy-brained. Yeah, because, like, a lot of people hype up these older anime like they're super mad amazing, and then when people watch them after seeing, like, a hundred other anime, they're kind of like, yeah, this thing's kind of garbage. It's not as hype as everyone said it is. It's just the same shit I saw in every other anime. So I'm just, like, warning people now, so that way they don't throw away their money and, on a, and thinking it's generic. Fair. I mean, yeah, it's all about perspective. I think, like, the one bright side I see to this, though, is that there are a lot of people that are interested in reading this release that have never really even touched a light novel. Which is kind of interesting, because, like, yeah, like, you have popular light novel series out there, but I don't think a lot of them really kind of hit hard with anime onlys in the same way Slayers did. Especially because at the time, like, light novels were not nearly as accessible when Slayers was, like, huge. So now you have people that are kind of like, oh, hey, Slayers, I remember enjoying Slayers. And, like, they are tempted to flock over to this release. Um, And I think because it's such an easy read early on, it'll make a lot of those fans that haven't necessarily read a light novel latch onto it a lot easier. But yeah, I, I honestly, like, I'm more interested uh, to see the stories beyond this first volume, though. Because like Laser said, this first volume and the anime version of it are still pretty closely similar. But after this point, the light novels and the anime kind of just do their own thing. Like, the anime is loosely based off of kind of the first like eight volumes of slayers but like there's a lot of and different they move ideas around and mix some things up and do things differently and it, it, it's gonna be it's a very different experience yeah there, there's a lot of reshuffling a lot of different like uh original stories spliced in between like the second novel isn't adapted until slayers next wow that's a long time yeah, and they actually adapted uh, stories from, like, volumes, like, three and four into the first Slayers series. So it's this huge reshuffling. And even then, it's not a one-to-one at all. So yeah, I'm definitely interested in uh, reading volume two. But uh, I guess my overall thoughts on volume one is, it's not gonna save light novels or, like, blow your mind or anything. But as a Slayers fan, and as someone who has waited for this for so long... I am thoroughly satisfied with what I got. Yeah, I'm like someone who like isn't a big Slayer fanboy or fangirl, so this is why I'm just like, eh, this is alright. 
I wouldn't say throw away your money on it now. Maybe just wait until there's more volumes out. Yeah, may- maybe wait for a Bookwalker coin back. Yeah, I mean, if this was like anime where you could just read it without having to throow money away and be like, oh, yeah, check it out, but like you're going to throw out like $10 for it. Might as well just wait it out for more releases, I guess. I mean, if there are like other J-Novel series that you're interested in, uh, you can get a J-Novel subscription and then keep up with the pre prub chapter releases as they come out. So that's another option. I think the big thing that I would point to, I mentioned earlier a lot of people who jumped off the anime bandwagon from back in the day. I think this would be a great thing for a lot of those kind of people who really aren't into anime anymore, but were when Slayers was around. Because they'll love Slayers already, and this would be a great way to start getting into like uh, light novels for people like that. Oh, definitely. I agree. Like When J-Novel actually announced the Slayers light novel license, like, it got so many retweets from people outside of the anime community. I think just because a lot of those people who fell out kind of saw the news and are like, hey, I remember enjoying this. I'll probably check it out because, like, there's that nostalgia factor for it. At least confirm three or four people I know had that reaction. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, if you've ever thought about getting into Slayers, now is probably the best time to do so because, like, you can read the light novels as J novels releasing them and the anime is also still readily available so like you kind of got the best of both worlds the anime is streaming in a lot of different places and if you're worried about spending money on a light novel i would even say just go watch the first you know arc in the first season and if you want to see how that's different in written form give it a go yeah i I, i'd agree yeah like i think the real fun with the light novel release is gonna gonna be when uh we get to volume nine and all the unadapted stuff. That's when I'm... Well, I'm going to get excited when we get to 5, because I never bothered to read my copy 5, but when we get to 9, that's going to be stuff that the anime never even really touched. So I'm I'm going to actually die. We'll have to have a laser funeral. We'll have to bury him with Slayers volumes. You, you will bur- bury me with my Slayers DVDs and Blu-rays. Alright. Uh, Lord, where do we get the shovels? Uh, we'll, we'll buy them off Amazon or something. I don't know. Okay. Though Laser better survive long enough because there's also Slayers Part 3, which has started like last year, I believe. So, yeah. Assuming that Kanzaka releases more of that soon ish, um, we might even get to experience that like close to the release. Yeah, no, I actually didn't know about that. So now I'm, now I know I'll live because I'm gonna be like, more new Slayers! Yay! Yeah, I mean, there's a volume 16, which was kind of like a, prototype volume to celebrate just slayers like in general and then like volume 17 is supposed to be like the start of like a new part of slayers though kanzaka hasn't really like outlined like how long it's gonna be or anything so who knows for all we know we'll catch up with the english volumes um or the english volumes will catch up with the japanese release before volume 18 comes out it's a mystery find out um but yeah i guess um we might as well just get out of here then so laser where can people find you people can find me on twitter at laser prime uh you can find some of my uh writing also on uh tsunami faithful awesome and allison where can people find you that's yuck on twitter.com currently emo because i have to go back to school and do research stuff again Ugh. events Keep going into mobages, and I'm trying to keep up with them all, too. I feel tired. 
And also read mangoes for net gallery. That's tiring too. Uh, Lord, where can I find your stuff? People can find me on Twitter at VLORDGTZ. I'm usually on there talking about whatever I'm up to, which is usually reading manga, writing reviews, and not sleeping. For not sleeping. <laughs> yes, to not sleeping. I, I love not sleeping. Totally. <laughs> but you can find my manga and light novel reviews over on all-comic.com. Uh, coincidentally, I recently actually reviewed the first volume of Slayers, so if you want to check out my written review of that, you can check that out on the website. But I also write for Tanami Faithful at TanamiFaithful.com. So if you're interested in any uh, Tanami-related articles, go check out that as well. Aside from that, you can find the other podcast that I host, the Demon Slayer podcast, which both Laser and Allison have been regular people on. We're regulars. Hooray! Yeah, and you can find the Demon Slayer podcast on Twitter at Podcast and on basically every podcast streaming platform. But as far as the Dumb Weebs podcast is concerned, you can find us on Twitter at DumbWeebsPod, and we are streaming on basically everything as well. Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, you name it, we're there. So whatever your preferred podcast app is, just look us up, subscribe, and enjoy our episode. But that about does it for this episode, so we will see you guys later.